Okay. You are you ready to rock and roll? Let's do it. Alright, uh, give me about five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Overstated NBA. It's just Brett and I again. The uh, the British guy is off celebrating some some Euro Cup thing over in the UK, and he's going to get mad when you know my squad Italy beats him. So uh, it's it's just Brett and I. We're recapping Game Two here. Uh, Brett, let's bring you in, man. Of your uh, or do you want me to answer this question? Because I know you asked me right before we started co- recording. But what are what are your thoughts from Game Two? <laughs> man, I think we're on the same page with with Milwaukee in essence here like you were saying right before we started, like you feel good. I feel pretty good. I feel better about them than I did after game one. I think they looked much better in game two. And then obviously, you know, what we saw from Giannis was very encouraging. You know, he was a monster. Of course, he didn't have a ton of help, but I think what he showed us was, was very promising when we look at the outlook of this series from here on out. Do you, uh, do you want to hear, we're going to start this new segment. It's called Usher takes. Do you want to hear my first Usher take? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, 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 I think that that was the best that I've ever seen Giannis play. And I, I think that if that is the Giannis that we are going to see, eh, he, he's going to be the best player in the NBA for a long time. I, I don't know if it, it, it just felt like watching that game, the game slowed down for him. He made his free throws. Everyone's going to say he was 11 for 18. Well, I look at that as that's double-digit free throw makes that he had. That's 11 free points. He only shot four threes. He made one, but they were all kind of in the rhythm of the game. And he got to a spot, and, and you saw it three or four times with DeAndre Ayton on him. He did that little fadeaway that he does, like right on the block. Like yeah. maybe it's like a, a 10, 15-footer. Like that's what I want to see from him day in and day out. From game, game in, game out. If he plays like that, and he's not even 100%. Like, but he was just – he put his head down, and he says, I'm not scared about missing free throws. I'm going to the rack every single time that's the way that he needs to play. Like he was, he was dominant. Like that was Milwaukee. We'll get to the Phoenix side in a minute. Cause I thought Phoenix was just, they, they, they were fantastic. And I've got nothing but great things to say about them and Devin Booker, but that was an all time game from Giannis. And if he had just a little bit of help, I'm talking like anything yeah. like Pat Connaughton hitting a three there, or like drew holiday, missing eight, eight, nine, 10 layups, Chris Middleton, just completely, you know, kind of in and out of the game. Like, if he had any help there, this series is one-one. So, like you, you asked me right before you said you wanted it all. Like I feel, I feel good. Like we're coming back home. Like you, I talked about it in our group, and I want to get your thought, your thoughts on this. But you know, Milwaukee came out super aggressive, and I, whatever people want to say about Drew Holiday, yeah, he he has not shot the ball good offensively. Defensively, he's been amazing, but offensively, he has not shot the ball good. But the difference between game one and game two is game two he was ultra aggressive. He missed a lot of layups. Like, those are going to fall, and you think they're going to fall at home a little bit. But Milwaukee won the first quarter, the third quarter, and they tied the fourth quarter. Where they lost that game was in the second quarter where they scored, they got outscored 30-16. to 16. And that's kind of the ball game. And that, that even includes Phoenix just going supernova from three, 20 for 40. I don't know how sustainable that is, but it's like Milwaukee was still in that game. You know, and they, they had a chance to cut it to three. Like, they, they just did not quit. And I just think that, that was an all-time Giannis performance, and if he had any type of help, any type of help at all, this series would be one-one. What uh, what what, do you, what is your reaction to what I just said, Brad? Uh, yeah, man. I mean, first of all, like Holiday, yeah, he was more aggressive, but it was in a sense more of the same. It was like a more aggressive yeah. version of Game One. Like he was just kind of off in that same way. Like I was talking about two days ago, something just 
isn't he's just out of sync man like i feel like i've I said this t- 10 different di- 10 different ways now but uh so that was that was disappointing like he i would say overall he was better but it was still not a good game from him and, and middleton was a disaster um he, he like you said I mean, he's just so inconsistent but for him to only score 11 points uh in 41 minutes of play considering really what they need from him like that's just not gonna cut it um the, uh, why is pat Connaughton getting killed well, I think I think it's because I mean you look at kind of and we'll, we'll get into it a little bit more because I, I do disagree with you. I saw that you said you, know, you you said that you thought Milwaukee needs to play a little bit smaller. I, I think that you actually need to play bigger. I, I think that's the reason why I believe Pat Connaughton was was he was he neg fifteen from the plus minus and plus minus isn't always everything, but yeah, I, it wasn't he hustled, great. He hustles his ass off. I mean, I, I think there's no mistake about that. And he's he's kind of fulfilling that Divincenzo role actually pretty well. These the at least these first two games. But I, I think it's just more so you, you can tell in that fourth quarter, they went small a little bit, and Chris Paul and Devin Booker just hunted him on every single pick and roll. I mean, it's just the defense doesn't, it just isn't where it needs to be. And I think that's a product of Milwaukee going small. And then, you know, you go to that fourth quarter, he had the Milwaukee got a turnover. They came right back down, and Pat Connaughton turned it over. And then he had the big three, the wide open three that he missed. To, to cut it to three, but I mean, I, I don't think he should get killed too much. I mean, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing from him. It's just, you know, they're, they're short bodies right now. You know, there's that's no, that's the thing. I just think that's more, he's, he's more of like a symptom than a problem. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. him, him being on the court for 33 minutes or whatever he played is more just like the fact that y'all don't have a lot of depth and you're just asking a lot of a guy who probably, um, you know, from whom that, that much shouldn't probably be asked, but he's, uh, you know, I mean, he scored 14. He, he knocked down a few threes for sure. Like, yeah, the defense wasn't great. And I don't know, man, as far as the small lineup things, like that's, you know, when I say that, I mean Giannis at center uh, and Brooke out. And, yeah, that would slide Pat in, I guess, most likely. It, it, that would be your best bet. And, like, I felt really good about that after game one. I was like, more of that, more of that. Like, I think that's how they need to go. But I'm not as sold on it after last night. I mean, I kind of like how they look with Brooke out there at times. Uh, it's tough, man. It's a tough spot. There's a couple of things. I mean, I, I, I pointed out in a post in the group about, about the job that Brooke did, um, keeping eight off he the board. He was phenomenal. He when he was on the court, like his, last night. his defense yeah, I, was his defense and his, it just, his, uh, boxing out and, and eating up space. And I don't feel too strongly one way or another about like Brooke at center or Giannis at center at this point, as far as like, I know you mentioned the, the Phoenix threes and whether or not that's sustainable, they're a good shooting team. And the thing is, those are the shots Milwaukee's giving them, and they're knocking them down. So it's like, if Milwaukee's going to keep giving them good looks from three, like guys like Bridges and Crowder, of course Booker, um, are going to knock those shots down all day. So it's like, I feel like they're going to keep knocking them down if you keep giving them to them. Well, I mean, you maybe I, I think at home, but I I want to see how this stuff travels on the road with them. I, I really do because I mean, it's going to be. I'm telling you right now, like I'm going to game three and game four, like it's going to be, it's going to be loud and it's going to be nuts there. And I just think yesterday was a game where you just, there's not a lot of coaching adjustments that you can do. I mean, there's some, don't get me wrong, but like Milwaukee played a good game and Phoenix was just better. And I think to me, that's the overall theme of these first two games, like the better team, the smarter team is Phoenix and they, they should be up to two Oh, like they were, you know, Devin Booker, here, here comes my other usher take. He he reminds me of Ray Allen. Just Ooh. how smooth how smooth his game. Like I'm talking like Milwaukee Seattle Ray Allen. 
just how smooth his game is. Like nothing, you 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 watch him play, especially these first two games. Nothing seems to really face him. Like he just kind of keeps coming. He knows where his spots are. He knows where he wants to get on the floor, and he can get there. And I I just think like he's. I love watching him play, and I I love watching yeah, as much as I like you know. I, I want to hate Phoenix right now. It's tough to hate them because their offense is so fun to watch. And but I do, I do wonder though how many of those threes. You know, again they they, they were twenty for forty. I mean they shot fifty percent. That's that's insane. I think they were one off in the first quarter. They were one off the the record that Golden State has. They they had eight first quarter threes, and they had they only had the the, the quarter that they blew Milwaukee out. They only had three uh, three threes that quarter. But I mean just just the, the way they play. Everybody on that team knows their role. They know what to do. Like, it's just, it's a very easy team and fun team to root for. And I, I hate saying that because I'm supposed to hate these guys, but you, you have to appreciate what they're doing on the basketball court. And, and go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, not at all, man. Just, just, you know, like, so isn't that's kind of your guys' strategy. The Bucks' strategy, I should say, is like protect the rim, but you're going to give up some threes, right? I mean, because, because they did a much better job on Aiton, for instance in game two sort of stifling what he does around the rim and, and off the roll. Uh, but I just felt like Phoenix was getting a lot of good looks. And if the bucks are going to try to take away those looks, what are they sacrificing in terms of rim protection and pick and roll defense? I, it, and you make a good point though, that the, the Suns were at home. Okay. Like that's, that is important. And teams shoot better at home, generally speaking, and I know that you and all your fellow Bucks fans are going to be rowdy as hell uh, for game three. So, you know, it's going to be different. It's going to be harder. And, and I think that ties into something really important that not just in this series, but like people always seem to forget is like the home team's supposed to win those first two games. Like it's not it shouldn't be surprising. Like nobody's actually behind in this series at this point. You know what I mean? Like somebody's got to steal a game for somebody to be behind and that hasn't happened yet phoenix won the two that they're supposed to win and uh and if the bucks win these next ones and even up the series after these next two then it's like just how it should be so phoenix has played really well but even the first game like i said was closer than it looked and then the bucks were even better last night so it's like i don't think this has been a disaster for milwaukee and i'm not trying to like get ahead of myself and be like oh the suns are up 2-0 like they only need two more they're gonna win this series I think it's a, a long way from over as well. well and I think, I, I think though, you're going to see, and what I mean though, with the Bucks coming home, like I think you're going to see, you know, the reason you, you brought it up earlier, you know, Pat Connaughton's playing 33 minutes because, you know, Bobby Portis was basically unplayable the first two games. I think he'll be better at home. I think Brent Forbes, you know, it will be better at home. You know, I don't necessarily like Jeff Teague playing 12 minutes in, in, in an NBA finals game, but he should be better at home. Like I, I think Drew Holiday, like I think the crowd – is going to have a huge effect, though. But I think more so than anything, one of the things that I've noticed in this series is is the PJ Tucker situation. Like I said it on, you know, I said it on Wednesday, and I said it on Nathan's podcast, the Draft Deeper. Shout out to Nathan. That Phoenix is going to try to hide PJ, or try to hide Chris Paul on PJ Tucker, and PJ Tucker has to make him play. Now he played, he was he was three for five yesterday, but I, you know, offensively, if he's not hitting those corner threes, like if he can make three to four of those corner threes a game. Like then that then that changes the script, right? Because I mean, again, I go back to just looking look at quarter by quarter of that game. You know, f- the first, third, and fourth quarter offensively, Milwaukee was super aggressive, right? And that second quarter, they just said they fell in love with their jumpers and they fell in love with the three ball, and that's where the game 
got a, got away from them a little bit, and they they fought back. Like I said, they got it to single digits a bunch of times. I mean that that third quarter by Giannis, <laughs> I, I I don't care. Like that was unbelievable. No, one I mean, of the best, and, one of the best playoff quarters of all time. And, honestly, it has yeah, to and, be. And we say it individually. Um, Nathan, Nathan and I, Nathan started it, and I've been, I've been just taking from it. You know, a, a, a two is better than none, nothing, and a one is better than nothing. You know, if you're, if you're, if Giannis shooting sixty-two percent from the free throw line last night, like you know, he's, he's a big man. I'll take that, Brett. Seven I'll take that. Days out of seven. I'll take eleven out of eighteen. Yeah, that's that's eleven free points. That's 11 free points that he wouldn't get otherwise. I think there was a time, a stretch there. He hit four in a row. Like, I'm totally cool with that. But he he needs some help. And, and that's where I think coming home is going to be good. They get they get two days off here. And it, it, it's going to be good for them. But I like if, – if this is the team – I fully mean this. This isn't, this isn't the homer me. If this is the team that plays like how they played in game two and they can put it together for four quarters, I think, I think Milwaukee is going to win this series. If Milwaukee shows up, if it's the game one Milwaukee, this is going to be a very quick series for Milwaukee, and Phoenix is going to win maybe in five, maybe in six. Like they, I can't stress this enough that Milwaukee has to play aggressive. They're not a great three-point shooting team. And you're right, on the defensive side of the ball, there's not much more they can adjust. They can throw different looks, but it's either you got to pick your poison. Either you're going to kind of give up that mid-range, and we saw what happened in game one, or are you going to overhelp? See, I think one of the corrections that Milwaukee can make is don't overhelp so much. You know, if if Chris Paul is driving in the traffic or Devin Booker is driving in the, in the traffic, you know, you have Giannis and Lopez there. You don't need to have Middleton, Pat, PJ, or Drew Holiday come on down and help out because then that leaves the corner three wide open. And you saw what Phoenix did. I mean, they were they shot the, they shot the hell out of the ball, That's especially from the corners. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's a little bit of an adjustment they can make. And then the second adjustment, man, is you know. Drew Holiday's got to finish around the around the rim. I mean, I, I loved again. I, I loved how aggressive he was, but in, in some of those, I think will fall at home with the crowd going, getting the, you know the energy is going to be different. And just shout out to that Phoenix Suns crowd, man. They 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 were fantastic last night. Like that was that was awesome. It it was loud, and you could you could see it hear it you know from the TV, and you could see the announcers feel it. I, I just think Milwaukee's got to make shots, and you know we're going to talk about Phoenix here. We'll do an ad read and talk about Phoenix. In, in a bit here, but I mean, that, that was my t- biggest takeaway. Like well, I'm more, I'm weirdly optimistic after that game. And I, I don't know why, I don't know if I should be, but I am. They, they were better. Giannis was better. Uh, and Drew is too good of a player to play like this for an entire series. Like he's going to come alive. I, I'm totally confident in that. He just hasn't yet, but whether it's going to be game three or game four, it's going to happen. And probably soon, I would think game three, where he's going to really look like the Drew that, that we know and love. And if you could get something from Middleton resembling what he did in game one and even 75% of what Giannis did in game two, then you're cooking. So yeah, man, again, I, I think this series is far from over. I think it's going six or seven. I'll be shocked if the Bucs don't win game three. If the Bucs don't win game three, then it then it gets you ugly. Could but just, you could just stick a knife in me. Yeah, you but you could I, just but, stick a knife in me. I, I just don't I just don't see any way um they're losing. And and you know, the, the Tory Craig thing too is it's a smaller thing, but it does work in the Bucks' favor. And I don't think it's been uh determined or at least announced whether or not he's gonna be active for game three or even game four or, or what well the, they went both teams like they both teams basically played a six man rotation, you know, when when Tory Craig went down. I mean they right. had Cameron Payne, he, I think he only played 10 minutes and you had you know Cameron Johnson played about 20 and that was it. I mean you on Milwaukee side you had uh Pat Connaughton playing 33 and Jeff T playing 12. And I, I you know it'd, it'd be nice if Milwaukee could get anything from Bryn Forbes man. I, I just 
he's he's got to shoot the ball better. I, I think I if there's going to be one player though that's going to play better at home, it's going to be Bobby Portis. The crowd's going to be chanting Bobby. The crowd's going to be into it right away. Like I, I fully expect Milwaukee to bring it. And again, like you just look at kind of how close last night was. I mean, Giannis was a plus three last night and they lost. Like that's, that, I'm telling you, Brett. I don't think it's far off to say like if this is the version that we're going to get, this guy. That's scary, man. Because it, it just seemed like everything kind of came together for him. He made the yeah. right pass. His, his his teammates didn't come through, but he made the right pass. He got he was aggressive, like not overly aggressive. Like I'm gonna be a bowling ball hitting hitting the you know the side rails coming down. Like he was just he was just smart with everything. I I loved the way he played yesterday. I, I just absolutely loved it. He he played exactly how I think we all want him to play. Really, like yeah, he was making the smart passes. I love that. Like he had a couple of kickouts to Connaughton. I know, like um, where it was just the perfectly timed kickout. Um, and then yeah, like that turnaround you mentioned earlier, going to his right. Like that's that's my favorite Giannis shot because it looks so good. It looks so smooth. Like everything about his mechanics on that particular shot looks great. Um, And I don't know if that's because he has this natural tendency to to lean his head back, to tilt his head back when he shoots. And we've talked about this, obviously uh, that throws him off balance, I think. And maybe, maybe it lends itself to, to helping him almost on that fadeaway, or at least uh, being a more natural part of that motion. Uh, But that, I love that little shot. We don't want him shooting it from 16, 17 feet, but when he's just on the edge of the lane there, you know, eight, nine feet out and he, he does that little, turn around to his right i love uh, from, it from the I left block it. it's a it's a beautiful shot man and, and he shoots it with confidence and he makes it and then he had a couple of these little jump hooks that i really like that he does too and he was shooting them with touch he was getting the soft roll it really looks like between that and that little fadeaway, like he could do that all day long and make them at a very high rate and then of course we have all his transition stuff and, and ability to finish at the rim so yeah man that was as good a version of Giannis as as you can hope to see and like I really think maybe that's starting to click with him. That was something else. But part of it, man, like I said in the group last night, is like just this dude's will to win. Like nobody yeah. wants it better than Giannis. Everybody talks about how bad Chris Paul wants this title. Well, as bad as Chris Paul wants this title, Giannis wants it just as bad. Giannis wants it more than any player like I've seen, man, in terms of just in general when he's on the court. Like that guy is a gamer. That guy is tough. He plays through pain. He plays hard. He wants to win more than anything. He gets genuinely mad at himself when he loses genuinely angry with himself when he doesn't win so that you know that cannot be underestimated like his will to win cannot be overstated yeah i like that i like that yeah i mean and he's playing at about 80 percent too and he's he's just been phenomenal but i i could not have said it better myself but let's do an ad read and then we'll get over to uh to the phoenix suns i mean they they have been phenomenal as well Summer's coming. Are you ready to unveil your beach bod? You're in luck. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Compliment your dad bod or six pack with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for hot guy summer with 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com and typing in promo code OVERSTATED. Seal a deal with Manscaped's liquid formations. Before heading outside, use Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant to give you, to keep you on your game in the heat. And after trimming the lawn and whacking the weeds in the heat, give your beach balls a boost and use Crop Reviver. It's 4th of July in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It was a Sunday. It was about 100 degrees out. I had the ball deodorant on. Balls didn't sweat once. It was fantastic. Monday. Monday was the, the holiday. Everybody had off of work. 
did not put the ball deodorant on. 100 degrees was outside all day. I was chafing. Balls were stuck to my legs. It was not very good. I am telling you the ball deodorant is my favorite thing that Manscaped does. Get 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com. Promo code overstated. That's 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com. Promo code overstated. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer with Shine with Manscaped. All right, Brett, now I think we got to go to the winning team. And as we said when we were talking about the Bucs, this team is fun to watch. They are phenomenal. I love what they did. Milwaukee said, came in and said, you know what? We're not going to – we're going to clog the paint. We're not going to let you guys shoot free throws. That's how you beat us game one. So what did Phoenix come out and do? Oh, I don't know. Just shot 50% from three, 20 for 40. And, I mean, it was a uh, – it was a fun performance for them. Like I said, uh, DeAndre Ayton, uh, he had some struggles, but you know what? This is his first playoffs. You expect that from a big man. He only had four points, but I mean, that backcourt of Chris Paul and Devin Booker are phenomenal. I said it on, when we were talking about the Bucks. Devin Booker reminds me of a young Ray Allen, uh, a Milwaukee, Seattle Ray Allen, where he's just so smooth. He knows exactly what he wants to do out there. It's just, it's, it's beautiful to watch, Brett. What did you, uh, what did you take away from the Phoenix Suns? Oh, man, beautiful to watch indeed. And if you want a, a real Usher take, how about this? I love it. I love it. Love how it. about this? <laughs> Devin Booker is to Kobe Bryant what Kobe Bryant was to Michael Jordan. Like he's, he's next in that sort, of, that sort of lineage where, you know, Kobe idolized Jordan pattern. His game after Jordan was probably the closest thing we've seen to Jordan. <laughs> Booker idolized Kobe, patterned his game after Kobe, tough shot maker like Kobe, stone cold killer like Kobe, lesser version, just like Kobe was to Jordan. I'm not saying Booker is Kobe, but he's kind of like the modern version. I don't have it in front of me, but I think he's right about like 22, 23 points per game for his career already, you know, six seasons. I don't know where he ranks in terms of like total points over his first six seasons, but I'd, I'd be shocked if it wasn't like, you know, top 50 in NBA history anyway. And then now he's here in the finals. Um, I mean, this kid is, he's got a long way to go and he's already, already accomplished a lot, at least individually. And here he is doing it on the biggest stage. So he, he's, he was so good, man. He was so good. Seven like, yeah, for 12 from three. Yeah, that was big. From three. Yeah, that was big. Cause I mean, he doesn't, he's not normally like a, a high volume three point shooter. He doesn't hit a ton and he doesn't hit him at a super efficient clip, but that seven of 12 is, is crazy. Like, and Chris, man, Chris Paul was so good. I think he was just as good in this as he was in game one. The numbers weren't quite as staggering, but the thing is like, half of what that guy does doesn't show up in the stat sheet. Like he does so many little things. I noticed so many different things last night. They're countless. And he still had 23 and eight uh, on pretty efficient shooting. He was, he was awesome. And then bridges, like that was probably his best game of the playoffs. I would have to say playing great defense, knocking down shots, being in the He's right place, he moving Middleton. without the ball. Absolutely outplayed Middleton. Um, no question about that. So again, my concern with them now is the depth. And I know Tory Craig. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's an NBA champion. We know that. But NBA um, champ Tory Craig. So you don't want to stay. You know, you don't want to be like, oh, Tory Craig's out. Like that really hurts their chances. But like when you you know when you couple that with the loss of Sharic, now it's like if you want to go any deeper than seven, you're playing either Frank the Tank or uh, Abdel Nader made an appearance last night. Um, I, I don't even know. Like is is. Uh, Javon Carter still on the team. Like, I don't know who they're going to have to trot out there. I'm not trying to say those guys are trash or anything, but their depth has taken a big hit just during the course of this series. So that's certainly a factor. Uh, 
did you think Chris Paul looked a little bit slower last night? I don't know if it was like the if it was the ankle thing, you know, from stepping on Brooks' foot. The fact that he's like thirty six, or or that he's thirty six, forty minutes a game. <laughs> that that a little tired, or was he just conserving it? That's almost what it looked like more to me was that he was just doing a little bit of a LeBron kind of but picking the, his spots, he, coasting at times. Um, in which I would encourage him to do if I were his teammate or coach. You know what? Maybe that was it. But I, the one big difference that I saw that Milwaukee did adjust is is Drew Holiday was picking him up full court and just in his grill. Whether it was Drew Holiday, well, I'm sorry, whether it was Chris Paul or Devin Booker, like Drew Holiday was there, and he made those guys work. And and that's what you know Milwaukee's going to have to do. And I think that bothered them a little bit. I mean, Chris Paul had six turnovers last night. I think that's very rare from him. Um, you know, and he, I think even in game one, he had, even Jeff Van Gundy mentioned, I think he had two turn. Well, they, they, they kept the ball, but he, he lost the ball twice. I mean, granted, they still like it, it was swiped away. So, I mean, maybe it's wearing on him a little bit, but that dude is such a gamer, man. I, yeah. I mean, dude, he had between him and Devin Booker. I mean, it felt like it was three or four daggers. Like they would hit one. You'd think it's over. Milwaukee would come back dagger. I mean, Chris Paul had that one. I think Phoenix got, they went small. See, this is where Milwaukee goes small, but Phoenix got like three, straight offensive rebounds yeah. and Chris Paul hits a corner three. That, that was, was a dagger. Like, it was Aiden. Yeah. Aiden got the offensive rebound, kicked it right out to Paul in the corner. He took a second, took a beat, knocked it down. And I think that I forget, I think it was maybe a seven point game. And then he hit that to make it 10. It was something like that uh, in the final, you know, few minutes of the game. I felt like that was one of the biggest shots of the game. Yeah. I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah. And he's, he's just a gamer, man. And you know, Phoenix, Phoenix came in said they, they run an offense that's fun to watch but everybody knows their place on it and they know exactly what what play to go to when they need a bucket like again you saw milwaukee make run after run after run last night and phoenix always had an answer and and chris paul and devin booker are outplaying the backcourt of milwaukee drew holiday and chris middleton and it, it's really not even close I, I mean they had 31 and 23 last night and i think the the bucks backcourt of holiday and middleton you know was 17 and 11 like that's that's not good enough and, and Devin Booker, man, he he's taking it up. The only reason, the only way that I would disagree with you a little bit on the Kobe thing, I, I don't think Devin Booker is there yet defensively. But this fair, these first two, these yep. first two games, though, he he has balled lights out on that end of the floor. I mean, he he really has. M- Mikael Bridges has. Like they're just they're just a solid team. And then you get something after going over over was it over eight or over nine for Jay Crowder? Jay Crowder, yeah, he was over eight, but he was much better in game he two was four, for sure. Four for eight, you know, he hit three threes, like you know he. they're just a fun team to watch and and everyone knows their role yeah and like like what you mentioned how you know they they just withstand runs and a lot of that is booker and it's been that way this entire postseason and like for them to be able to withstand what Giannis did in the third like in most normal games the bucks completely swing that and take a significant lead after a quarter like that from Giannis and the fouls that he drew and everything but it was like a lot of it was Booker, man. Like that's what he does. Is like when a team is making a run, Booker's the guy that just knocks down a big bucket and just kind of slows it down. Like he did that a few times last night, and he's been doing it throughout the playoffs. And I just think that speaks to like what kind of mentality he has as a player, what kind of confidence, what kind of just um, sense for the moment. Like we need a bucket, we need to stifle this run right now before it gets out of control. He did it against the Lakers. He's done it all playoffs, and I just think. He, I can't say enough good things about him, man. Like especially in that regard, just a stone cold killer. Like I said, yeah, I, I I can't say enough good things about Phoenix. Like they, if this was any other team but the Bucks, man, like I would be, I'd I'd be rooting for for Phoenix, man. They're they're just a really fun team, dude. It's it's so good to see Monty Williams there, to see Chris Paul there, like especially those two guys, right, who have been through 
kind of so much, and especially Monty Williams off the court. But it's it's it's, it's just fun, man. This is a fun NBA Finals. It, it really it is. is, and yeah, I like that. You know, it's two new teams, like one fan base is is going to be very excited. You know, they haven't done this, and Phoenix has never won it, and it's been you know since 1971 since Milwaukee's won it. And I'm like I said, man, I'm I'm not going to be able to. Uh, to record on Sunday with you guys because I'm I'm going to the game, man. But I I cannot wait, dude. It's yeah, man. So that's gonna be that's game three. It's Sunday, huh? Yeah, like you said, they got two days off. Game, wow, game, dude. Game three, and then I'm going on Wednesday. Is they get they get an extra day off too in Milwaukee. Wednesday is is game four. So, dude, it's gonna be. I'm telling you, man. Game three is gonna be lit. Uh, you, you you follow me on social media, so you'll see my Snapchat things like that. I'll be, I'm I'll looking be taking, forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to it. Taking a lot of pictures, it. man. It, 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 it's it's gonna be rowdy, and I fully expect them to come out. Like I said, I expect Bobby Portis to play better. And I'm curious from the Phoenix side. I mean, this is this is gonna be. I mean, they've been tested before. Don't get me wrong, but you know, NBA Finals on the road. Can that shooting follow them to Milwaukee? I, I think that's gonna be key from them because I expect. Milwaukee to kind of they'll they'll adjust a little bit small simple adjustments but roughly on defense I expect them to play the same way where Phoenix is going to get some open looks and are are those role players you know the Jay Crowders and Mikel Bridges you know even let's throw in Cameron Payne Cameron Johnson are those guys going to be able to make those shots we know Chris Paul and Devin Booker will be there are those guys going to be able to hit those outside shots because they're going to be there for them and if they can it it, it, that's that's a huge positive for Phoenix and I know we really haven't running out of time here. We're going to get out of here, but I know we really didn't talk about DeAndre Ayton. Offensively, I thought it was not his best game, no. but I thought defensively, I mean, he, he hung in there. I mean, he played 43 minutes <laughs> like that. He, he got 11 rebounds and he got the big rebound. I mean, as long as the effort's there and he keeps working, he'll be just fine. And he, he stayed out of foul trouble too, because it looked like for a second there in the third, like that was going to wow. be a real, a real problem. That's and, um, the other thing, Brett, if he gets into foul trouble yep. now with, now with, um, Oh yeah. With those oh, yeah. two guys out, man, it's going to be Frank Kaminsky time, and I fully expect Milwaukee to not be that dumb, and they will hunt him out. Like they, uh, they like will Frank but, the Tank that he is. Uh, we, oh, dude, if Frank the Tank gets on, yeah, that, it gets real ugly if Frank the Tank gets on the court. I mean, yeah, like look at Aiton's minutes; like they have to have him on the court. Right? They're they're asking so much of him right now, and and they, because they have to, and because and you know, man, they're going to do everything in their power to keep him out of foul trouble. And on the court, no matter what that means, even if it's some ridiculous coverages, um, they're going to have to do that. You know, just they have to have him on the court. It's as simple as that. He's as important to them as anybody right now when you consider their lack of depth, especially up front. So and yeah, man, he was he definitely struggled. Like there's no doubt in the credit to the Bucks, man, credit to Brooke Lopez. Like they really, you know, they shut down a lot of what he was killing them with in game one. Uh, so that's going to be big for Phoenix to see if not only can he bounce back and, and, you know, regain that confidence. Cause he looked, there was that clip of Monty Williams talking to him on the bench and it was kind of like he had maybe, he was definitely frustrated and hopefully that he hadn't lost any of that confidence that he had going after playing so well for so long. So if he can get that back and then also stay out of foul trouble, that's going to be huge for Phoenix, but you're right, man. It's, it's those, those, those other guys, those in between guys, the crowd Crowder and bridges and Cam, and, uh, Cam Johnson, like, they got to knock down those shots because they're going to have them. And, you know, you make a good point being like, look, there's not much else the Bucks can do defensively. Like, I think their game plan last night was pretty sound defensively. And that's, thing. that's roughly what they the should go thing. with. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I would too. I would too. I would stick with that and just know you're going to give up some threes. And, and you almost just have to hope that that some of those guys, especially those younger guys, uh, come up short on some of them. So yeah, I, I just think they they'll, they'll 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 clean some of the stuff. Especially they'll clean up. I, I do think there was at least four or five of those threes where they overhelped, and you know that's 
that that could be the difference in a ball game. You you don't have to over over help all the time. You know, again, two on the defensive side, two is better than three. You know, so I, I think they have to do some of that. I lo- I wouldn't change anything offensively that Milwaukee did in that second quarter. They went away from being aggressive, and I I, I think it ultimately cost them the game. Along with Phoenix, just you know, sh- their, their hot shooting. You know, if Milwaukee just stayed with it. I, I think it's a little bit of a different game, but man. Game three is going to be lit. I know you and Jacob are recording on Sunday. Hopefully, that'll get released before the game. Maybe you guys do a little bit of a preview. But I, uh, I will not be there. I have uh, going going to the Wisconsin Dells for all of the listeners. You can Google the Wisconsin Dells. We got a little like huge, huge family trip, so I'm going up there Sunday. But I'm I'm literally driving back two and a half hours just to go to this game, and then the next morning I'll be back up in the Dells. But uh, yeah, man, it, it's going to be fun, dude. First Finals game, Milwaukee is going to be absolutely lit. Um, I can't wait, man. Like Phoenix has been great. Milwaukee is going to be great. Like this is, this is going to be awesome, Brett. So, Hey man, for myself and, uh, and you, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Suns and four bucks and six. Peace.